Thanks, Robert. Um, it's, it's my pleasure, really, to have these times with you, saints. Um, I would like to follow uh, Robert's uh, admon- admonition to all of us uh, that we would turn on the camera. I often say if we don't want to turn on the camera, why are we in Zoom? We can just do a phone call. Um, so um, um, uh, I have not uh, prepared a, so to speak, uh, uh, well-worked-out syllabus of subjects to to speak in these uh, sessions. Maybe I will do that because there's just simply a lot in me from many, many angles um, um, uh, in this kind of fellowship uh, with a very strong burden within me uh, for the uh, working brothers and sisters. And as I prayed earlier, uh, my burden really is not limited geographically uh, to to uh, to to you here in South County. Uh, my burden is uh, really, uh, if I may say so, earthwide or worldwide, um, uh, because uh, we are um, the future. Uh, and I would even say not the distant future, but the current future, if I can use that word. Um, of the Lord's recovery depends on this group of saints. That means it depends on you. Uh, now I know that there are some older working ones even here that are, you know, 50s, 60s, what have you. Um, and that's wonderful. And you are certainly a working saint as long as you work, uh, have a job and so on. But, uh, my, uh, stated burden, a more particular burden, uh, uh, if you would, those older saints would excuse me, is really for those younger than that. Um, I'm burdened for the working saints starting in their twenties. You know, in their twenties, people work, right? Starting after they get a college degree, they go to work. So in their early mid twenties, uh, and then 30s and in their 40s. Um, this group of the saints in this age bracket is really uh, the ones that I have a particular burden for. Um, now, I actually even have forgotten my sharing in the last two or three times. Uh, so if I'm here uh, a bit uh, playing the broken record, you Forgive me, uh, that just demonstrates the, uh, uh, the, um, the, uh, consistency and the depth of my burden. Uh, tonight I like to just kind of uh, back up a little bit because there's too much to talk to you about. Um, the, the, uh, ultimate burden is that you, this age group, of working brothers and sisters would really be uh, variously called, you know, the the waste, huh? the waste of the of the body. You know, the waste determines how the whole body moves and acts. Um, um, sort of the torso, 
the the the, the core. You can even say that. And then uh, 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 you can use another term: the pillars, the the supporting pillars of the church life, bearing the main burden of the church of the church life uh, uh, today. Um, <clears throat> Whatever you you uh, term we want to use to describe it, I think you get the point. Um, it is not a uh, uh, a uh, exaggeration. It is uh, not to be dramatic. Uh, uh, it is really, really not an overstatement that today. I don't mean the coming days. I mean today. Uh, this group of Saints should be bearing the main burden of the church. Okay, um, I don't mean that your elders or you're some kind of deacons. You have some kind of official position or 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 designation. That's not what I'm talking about, and that's not that important. What's important is the fact. What's important is the reality. And um, uh, I hope that uh, these kind of fellowship will help to transmit uh, that uh, burden into you. That would would help to infuse and transfuse that burden into you, so that you would identify with that. Um, you will say, "Oh, that's me. I belong to this group, and therefore." I should be one of those uh, who are bearing the main, the primary burden of the church life. Um, these few days, I'm uh, particularly quite uh, um, uh, inspired again um, by this word in Second Corinthians chapter five, Paul's word. Um, um, when he uh, testified to his life's aim, A-I-M, aim, uh, to please the Lord, um, you know, by living to to the Lord. Um, and in this is all in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians. And in verse 9, uh, he started this passage uh, with this. Therefore, also we are determined, whether at home or abroad, you know, because prior to this, he was talking about dying and living, you know, at home um, or abroad. Uh, At home in our body or abroad, you know, that is um, uh, to be abroad from our body, uh, to be with the Lord, that means dying to gain the honor of being well-pleasing to him. Um, um, this uh, touched me very, very much. Uh, uh, this word, we are determined. Now, he was talking about himself and his co-workers, but I think each one of you, each one of us, uh, must make such a determination. Um, uh, such decision making uh, is where everything starts. Uh, 
you want to live a, a proper and even an overcoming Christian life, you need to make a determination. You don't just sit there and say, maybe, maybe not. Uh, if the Lord wills, maybe if the Lord does not, maybe not. Or uh, I'll see how things go uh, in my environment. Uh, then, then, then I'll make that decision. No, it's not like this. You make that decision. You make that determination very deliberately, very consciously before God, before the Lord, and being true to yourself. Um, what determination, what decision? That is whether you live or you die or you, whatever the circumstances may be, you determine to gain the honor of being well-pleasing to the Lord. You want that honor. You want to gain that dignity, that honor, um, 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 of being well-pleasing to him. You know, actually, I quoted this verse in the recent memorial meeting of Brother Benson Phillips. Um, if any of you were there or listened to the recording, that is not the graveside. It was the day before at the end of the Hidero in the afternoon of Lord's Day two weeks ago or, or three, uh, two weeks ago, I think. Uh, I actually quoted this uh, in my um, uh, short five-minute word concerning our brother. And this is the first point I brought up about what inspired me concerning him. And that is, you can tell, there's a, may I use the word, there's a fierce determination in him from his youth from his, before he came into the church life, all right? I'm sure that he repeated uh, that determination, that decision. Uh, I would even just say the word that vow, V-O-W, again and again and again. But the determination within him, this brother, uh, was to have that honor, is to gain that honor, to acquire to obtain that honor of being well-pleasing to God. Uh, this word well-pleasing is a wonderful, wonderful word. Uh, that means uh, um, you are acceptable, you are pleasing, um, uh, you are um, um, held in, in re- with regard um, you are satisfying uh, to God. Uh, your 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 life's intention, your life's sole ambition, is to please the Lord, brothers and sisters. I hope that you would all do that before we talk about how we should live, how should we should serve, you know, so on and so forth. You need to make that decision. If you make that strong determination, this will uh, position you in a very, very good and safe place 
this would afford you always that uh, wonderful point that you can point to and say, I made that decision. I made that determination. And being a decision, this is more a matter of the will than a matter of emotion. It's not a matter you feel good today, so you will uh, aim to please the Lord. But tomorrow you don't feel so good, uh, you, you lost that ambition. You see? No, when you make that strong decision, regardless what life would deal you, or what, what, what will happen to you, uh, ups or downs, uh, uh, good day, bad day, um, um, uh, your decision is made. You have one aim, only one aim in life, that is to please him, just to make him happy to satisfy him. I made that decision long ago as a, uh, in my high school days. I did. I really did. And uh, the subsequent consecration that I would make either privately to the Lord or publicly in the presence of the church and the saints were just affirmation of that decision. You see, is to reaffirm that determination that I made. And we need to do that. Uh, you know, like, like a couple getting married, they make a vow, right? It is good for them to repeat that vow from time to time, to affirm, to affirm those vows, um, that they are still there. They have not forgotten it. And my brothers and sisters, what is better than to living a life pleasing him than pleasing ourselves or pleasing some, some, just some, some person to please him. Um, then, uh, in verse 14, a verse that we all are familiar with and that we all love. For the love of Christ constrains us, yeah, uh, because we have judged this, that one died for all, uh, therefore, uh, therefore all, all died, right? All died, right? Uh, I like here, uh, you know, not just the matter of the constraining love of Christ, um, that love that comes with enormous pressure uh, to leave us no wiggle room, to make us know, uh, to almost uh, sweep away all our other choices, uh, even impelling, constraining, even pressuring us, even forcing us, if you will, this, this mighty love of, of God to what, to listen, because we have judged this. So that uh, um, this word judge is what I'm touched with. It's a it's a it's a uh, judgment that Paul made. It's a conclusion that Paul made, uh, likely, as the footnote says here, on his in his conversion, 
on his way to Damascus, right? That he was not just saved and converted to, to the faith, the Christian faith, and there, uh, that experience that he had, uh, he made, he drew a conclusion. He made a lifelong judgment of what? That one died for all, then all died, and he died for all those, all that those who live may no longer live to themselves, but to him who died for them and has been raised. So he concluded this, he judged this, um, and he, you know, this, this goes along with his determination. He has this conclusion, he had this determination that henceforth, uh, because the Lord died for all, including him, um, uh, thus uh, they, these ones the Lord died for, would no longer live to themselves or for themselves or to please themselves, uh, but to him who died for them and has been raised. So, brothers and sisters, the concept here is the same as is in verse 9, that we make a judgment, a judgment and uh, a conclusion that because all that the Lord has done, all that his life, his love has done, and through and by that constraining love, uh, we are impelled to uh, to live to him. So what is our life about? Our life is just to, to constantly bring God pleasure. Our life is a life of constantly living to him, meaning unto him means Everything do we do is to please him, gratify him, to make him happy. Now, uh, tonight, uh, I'd like to uh, back up a little bit with this as a long introduction um, uh, to talk a little bit about the life that we should live today. I'm talking about our human life, uh, our surely our Christian life, um, that we should live today. And um, a life, according to these verses, that is pleasing to the Lord. And a life that aims to please him. Um, and that is a life that lives to him. Um <clears throat> You know, uh, in our um, uh, Declaration of Independence, you know, the of America, uh, you have this thing called the unalienable rights, right? Uh, the founding fathers said that, and uh, of which are mainly three. And this is very, very well known. Number one, uh, the right to life, you know, to live. Number two, the right to liberty, to have a measure of freedom, am I right? <clears throat> um, and number three, the pursuit of the right to pursue happiness, correct? And that pursuit of happiness is based on the first two rights, you know, a right to live and to a right to exist uh, freely. 
and uh, with those as condition, you are you are um, free to pursue your happiness. So this is a kind of a human, a very human thing. Uh, you know the the good thing about the uh, uh, this uh, um, the the uh, this system, the 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 the, the American uh, system uh, of uh, uh, um, government, if you will, of society. Um, is to acknowledge those basic human rights that God has given to all men in his creation, uh, including the pursuit of happiness. Um, the pursuit of happiness is not a wrong thing or a bad thing. This pursuit of happiness is a human thing. Uh, every human being wants happiness. Am I right? Uh, I would say the top of the list of every human pursuit is happiness. Is happiness. Um, 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 another uh, word, uh, somewhat to use our kind of a jargon, right? Uh, you can say it's blessedness. A, a blessed life, a blessedness, right? A happiness, uh, a, a life of uh, um, Satisfaction, right? That that's what every everyone pursue, and then we too, uh, no, we 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 pursue that kind of a happiness. No one live to pursue unhappiness. There's no such thing, right? Um, however, um, uh, the the people, the fallen people, um, um, set themselves uh, to pursue uh, the wrong kind of happiness. Um, I wouldn't say that there's absolutely no happiness there in the in the common pursuit of of human beings, even of fallen human beings. You know, they they want. Uh, some joy in their life, am I right? Uh, they want a um, uh, uh, good relationship. They want, you know, peace, a peaceful condition. Uh, you know, uh, they want to have, uh, uh, you know, financial security. They want a, uh, you know, a safe community. They want to be able to uh, do these things in their leisure. And 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 pursue their their hobbies and and whatever whatever uh, to pursue those happiness you can you cannot say that's wrong and you cannot say that what they uh, gain uh, obtain are all bad you cannot say that you know people do attain to certain happiness uh, and and enjoy you, that that's true. But I am saying that um, 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 as a rule, uh, that kind of happiness, right, um, often falls short. Am I right? Uh, the, 
they're, they're temporal. They are not so trustworthy. Uh, they, they change <laughs> very quickly. Um, you know, um, um, either because of our environment, our circumstances, or inward environment and inward circumstances, all of which are very, very changeable and, 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 um, and, and fragile, uh, and undependable. Uh, so that pursuit of happiness often becomes quite elusive. Uh, you think you find it and then it disappears. Uh, you think you, you gain it, then it's not so solid. Um, 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 so uh, people, instead of having happiness, often ended up in bitterness, in unhappiness. Am I right? Uh, this is the human experience, human experience again and again. Not to mention that uh, the, the, the worldly way of pursuing happiness uh, often ends in uh, something terrible, you know, uh, sinful things, um, uh, evil things, um, by their pursuing whatever kind of happiness, they end up with, with terrible, terrible things that um, um, uh, degrade their humanity, that brings in all kinds of immoralities and all kinds of uh, uh, bad things, uh, as you can see in society today. Uh, is that real happiness? You know, you you uh, you go Instagram and you look at these influencers. You know, they 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 look so beautiful. They look so wonderful. Oh, but that's that's because they they know how to put the camera to get the best shot of themselves. Um, um, uh, 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 everyone looks like a movie star. Uh, everyone looks like. Uh, they are some kind of celebrity, which everyone is trying to imitate. Uh, actually, you don't know behind all of this are all sorts of terrible things. Am I right? It's not real. It's just a a, a, a fake uh, uh, image and impression. Now, everyone wants to be like that and look like that. And so today, a lot of problems with people is they cannot live up to that. So, so they, they hate themselves. They, 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 they become depressed or, uh, and, and so on and so forth. Well, um, um, okay. That's good enough. Brothers and sisters, what kind of happiness are we seeking for? What is a real happy, uh, life? You know, there's a, Spiritual lady, uh, one of these uh, belonged to the mystics line, it's Mrs. McDonald. He, she wrote a book, The Secret to a Happy Christian Life. Uh, it's an inner life book. Um, what is a happy Christian life? Uh, I like to pose this question tonight. Well, uh, I like to tonight just uh, use a few verses and to talk to you about what this light may look like, uh, or may I say should 
look like. Um, um, these are just verses that came to me. There may be other better verses. I didn't have the time to uh, to to study this. Excuse me. You know, in First uh, Timothy one, uh, chapter two, verses two and three, you have Paul saying that we should pray uh, for for uh, all men and for kings and those in position that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all godliness and gravity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of our Savior God. I think this is a very, very good description of what we're talking about here. And Paul said to pray this way and pray for our country, pray for the leaders, so that we can lead a certain kind of life. What kind of life uh, is this? Uh, number one, a quiet and tranquil life. That means a life that is peaceful, um, a life that is without a lot of disturbances, a life without crazy, you know, craziness, right? Um, just a very peaceful, tranquil life, uh, both in our outward circumstances and also um, in our inward uh, condition, in our heart, in our soul, in our spirit. Um, how about that? This is Apostle Paul speaking, a quiet and tranquil life. A life that is in all godliness and gravity. Um, that is the Christian life. And that is the church life. A life, uh, godliness simply means a life that expresses God. A life that manifests uh, Christ. Um, that is godliness. Um, uh, gravity means a, a proper ex expression that is uh, very dignified, very honorable um, um, before man. That's what Paul, Paul said, um, that we should, you should pray that we can live such a life. Um, and then he said, this is good and acceptable in the sight of our Savior God. Even God would consider this good and acceptable. Uh, he didn't talk about uh, a, a exciting life. He didn't talk about a, a, um, a, uh, a life full of dramas, right? He talked about just the impression here is a simple life, uh, a quiet life, a, a life, a tranquil life uh, that is still, that is not with all kinds of disturbances and problems and, 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 and all kinds of things. Um, uh, this is so that we can uh, live godly and also uh, in, in gravity. 
um, we should uh, dispense with uh, the thought that our life needs to be so, you know, celebrity-like. Our life should be so wild and so crazy and so extreme and so dramatic and so inspiring and, and all of this. It doesn't say this here. In other words, Ron says, don't pursue that kind of life. <laughs> don't, 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 don't pursue that kind of life. Live a quiet and tranquil life expressing God and, uh, uh, before man. Um, I don't know whether you get my drift here. I, uh, uh, okay. Then I, We'll go to another place that is in First Timothy chapter six, um, verse thirty-three, and here Paul was uh, going to address the people who was greedy for money. You know, those who want to make tons of money, and get rich, right? Or become wealthy. So Paul was uh, going to talk about them. So he said this, but godliness. With contentment is great gain. Godliness, we mentioned already, is just living a life to express God. You know, God came into us like the hand into a glove, so that this glove would just be a plain expression of the hand. That God, Christ, came into us, our spirit regenerating us, is so that we can what? We can express him and live him out. That, that's the definition of a God man. That, that's the, that is God's intention with us. That's godliness. But it says here with contentment. Uh, this contentment is a, is a kind of a stoic term. Uh, you, you will find this in Philippians chapter four. Paul says that I've learned how to um, uh, abound and be a base. I know how to, uh, be, live in a, uh, rich condition and a, uh, um, in, and in depriv- deprivation. Uh, he said, I learned it, um, because I've learned how to be contented in both situations. So, so contentment means, uh, a sense of self-sufficiency. Um, uh, so there's neither a, a, a lack of so many things, uh, neither is there this kind of greediness and, and, uh, covetousness and desire to have a lot of things. I'm talking about material things and riches and, and all of this and wealth and all of these kind of thing. Uh, neither, neither. Uh, Someone once said in some kind of saying that happiness is right in the middle between two extremes, the extreme of having super wealth and the extreme of having nothing. You're in the middle. That's the sweet spot. That is, <laughs> that is happiness. Well, true or not, there's some kind of a, a word, this word here that Paul used, and that's the way that is his life's philosophy, if I may say so, is just uh, godliness 
expressing Christ, living Christ, by enjoying Christ, and then uh, being contented, not always reaching for the stars, reaching for the moon, you know, reaching for all the things that you want to get in the world, whether it would be money or fame, uh, um, whether that would be uh, position or fortune or any this kind of thing. Again, the concept here is what is contentment. The concept is uh, um, something simple. The concept here is something Peaceful and quiet and, 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 and sufficient, you see, sufficient. Um, um, you're happy in this state. You're just happy. Um, then, uh, uh, last, I would like to, uh, read this, uh, very famous word, uh, Matthew chapter eight. <clears throat> um, in the kingdom constitution, the Lord talked to the, uh, Tell the thought about again concerning material riches, um, that they, um, uh, should have no anxiety in their lives. The Gentiles all are always are anxious seeking for this, for that. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? How shall we be clothed? Where should we live? Um, and, and the Lord said, your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Um, and earlier he said this, don't be anxious for your life. You know, what you're going to eat, drink, put on and so forth. Is life more than food? Is, uh, is body more than clothing? Uh, then, you know, then he talks about the birds in the air. He talks about, uh, the, um, the lilies of the field, uh, and, and, and so on. Uh, so here, uh, the, he is, uh, Telling the kingdom people, that's us, uh, the believers, the Christians, that we should not be like the world, um, um, living in constant anxiety. You know, Brother Lee once said, anxiety is what drives the world. Anxiety is what makes the whole world go round and round and round. Um, and... Um, and he even said anxiety is of the devil, right? This is in Philippians life studies, uh, versus forbearance is Christ himself. So, so here, but here, let's come back to here. Uh, for all these things, Gentiles anxiously seeking for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Then verse 33, uh, the famous verse, but seek first. The kingdom of his, uh, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. All these things, the things that we need in our physical life, um, in our daily life will be added to us if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Um, <clears throat> this kingdom life, this, this kingdom, 
of God, um, the reality of that is simply a life of godliness, right? A life that expresses the, the heavenly father, that we would be perfect as he is. Um, um, the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, these kind of things, but the um, uh, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When we seek the kingdom um, first, the important thing, word here is first, that is priority, okay? I don't know where the last time I talked to you about priority. Um, if you do this, all these other needs, our human needs and things, will be added to us, given to us. The the Heavenly Father knows what we need. You know, early on he says, you don't even need to pray and ask the Father for these things because the Father know already what your need is. But pray the prayer, you know, um, um, you know, the, the so-called uh, famous uh, Lord's Prayer. Pray that prayer, right? Now, uh, now these are just a few verses that came to mind as I'm thinking about talking to you about what life should we live. If we determine to please the Lord, if we concluded that today the thing that is worthwhile, um, that is meaningful, um, is to just live to the Lord, to him and for his purpose and for his happiness, his, his pleasure. If we, if we conclude that, then brothers and sisters, we also need to decide what kind of life should we live so that we can please him, so that we can have a life that, that work those things out. And so just like we need to make a decision to please the Lord, I would say we need a decision on what life we choose to live. Now, uh, tonight I would just, I jot down um, a few things. Uh, to describe the life that we we can des- decide to live. This is the life I will live. All right? Now, you may be a, a person with uh, um, much ability and you you go do a business and you make tons of money. I mean, as a, as a Christian, um, there's nothing wrong about that in itself. You know, um, the Lord opened the door and there's a way to do this. You, that's, you, you do that. Or you, 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 you don't do that. You don't have that kind of capacity or means you just do a, a job, a work you know, in some line of profession or something like that, it does not matter. It does not matter. 
in principle, we all should choose to live one kind of life that would facilitate or help us to please the Lord. This is very important, brothers and sisters. Um, you cannot say, oh, I love the Lord. I want to please the Lord. I want to this and that, uh, serve the Lord. I want to uh, live the, uh, so on, uh, uh, the church life. But, but you don't, you don't, uh, build up or create a, Life that is conducive to that. Do you, do you follow me? The life that you, you choose to live goes against that or does not allow you to live that way, to, 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 to please the Lord. And there's something not working here. Something not working here. If we mean business to please the Lord and so forth, we should choose a life that is good for that. Yeah, that, that is conducive to that. That's very important. Very important. Now, whether you have more, you have less, you choose a life that would be like that. So I'll say a few things. Number one, the life that we should live should be differentiated from the world, different from the world. You, you agree with me? You you go live a life like the worldly people, then then you're just saying it. You say, I love the Lord, I'm following the Lord. I, but you the life you live is not good for that. The life you live is 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 unsanctified. It is worldly. It is just like the people in the world, the same, uh, with their kind of uh, uh, aims and, 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 and purposes. Then, then, then you, you don't mean business, right? Our life should be a sanctified life, uh, different, different from the world. You know, let, let's, let's just make that decision. Let's just draw that conclusion. Let's not try to imitate the world. Let us not chase after the worldly model of a happy life. We have our own model. We have our own views. Different. That means separated and sanctified. Francis, don't afraid to be different. Don't afraid, be afraid to be different. People say you're kind of weird. I, you know, we're not trying to be weird, but we are different. Um, if there's not that difference, then actually something is wrong. <clears throat> now, having said that, uh, the life that we live, when we talk about the human life that we live, um, is a should be a normal life. Normal. 
in a sense, in a good sense, common. Not, not filled with, uh, theor- uh, uh, theatrics and drama and, and you know what I mean, all this kind of stuff, but just so apparently so, so common, uh, um, so ordinary, okay? Normal, normal. Um, it's, uh, Brother Lee had more than once said to us, um, that's how we should just, we should aim to do, just live a very normal life. Uh, um, um, not abnormal, okay? Not ab- abnormal. Just, just normal, common, ordinary, right? <clears throat> Proper kind of a life. Um, then, um, at the same time, Brother Lee would say when he talked about a normal living and a normal life, uh, meaning a life with a, uh, uh, doing the normal things, uh, carrying out our normal obligations. The brother need to work. The sister need to raise the children in a proper and adequate way. Um, we need to take care of our house. We need to uh, 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 eat properly. Uh, we need to be healthy. We need to, uh, I mean, these are very ordinary things. Uh, nothing too exciting. Um, um, I tell you, it is better to live that way than to live a life like you in a movie, okay? You know, today people watch movies and everyone wants to be in the movie. I'll tell you, you be in the movie, you become a crazy person, right? But then, uh, but then he said this, this Normality that we're talking about, that apparent normality is actually, uh, very, uh, what, 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 what makes it different is that, uh, God is there. Christ is there. Um, uh, um, so, so this life, he, he said, Brother Lisa, is actually a, a miraculous life. Miraculous, he said, miraculously normal. It's, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, it's like an oxymoron. Uh, if it's normal, it's not miraculous. If it's miraculous, it's not normal. No, apparently it is so normal. But actually, it is miraculous. Miraculous in the sense that God himself is involved. Miraculous in the sense that we are not living such a life by ourselves. We're living this life uh, with the Lord, um, uh, with the divine life, and all the blessed virtues and riches of this divine life, enjoying that life to live such a normal, healthy life. Um, 
So this life um, is actually a marvelous life. This life is a, I don't want to use the word supernatural, you know, in, in that kind of way, but this, this life is supernatural. It is so normal, so human, but yet the source of it, uh, what makes it possible is, is, is a, is a divine source. Uh, is God as the source, you know, who has granted us everything that, uh, um, uh, uh, of life and godliness. It, it's been granted to us. Um, his glory and virtue, all with the, even the divine power has been given to us so that these marvelous things are in us, um, causing us to be able to live a normal life. <clears throat> um, by the way, when I talk about this life, I don't just refer to your personal life, marriage life, uh, family life, your career life, and so forth. Uh, obviously, I include, um, besides your personal life with the Lord, your church life, right? Your recovery life is part of this normal life. You know, people out there say, what? You, you, go, how come you go to so many meetings? You know, uh, how about you, 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 you go to talk to people and you, you serve in this and that. My goodness. What, what, what do you do? You're, you're strange. What to us, that is miraculously normal. And you know what? This, uh, this is the, 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 um, the fourth thing, uh, the third thing. And that is, um, no, the fourth thing, right? is that this life is uh, the happy life that I talk about. This life is the blessed life. This life is most extraordinary, most special, most unusual, most wonderful, most amazing life there is on the earth. Um, this, This is... This is the, the blessed human life. This is the life that we should live and the life that we can live, right? I don't need to say that such a life is purposeful and meaningful because we live such a life to express God. We live such a life to fulfill God's Purpose. We live such a life to uh, satisfy his pleasure, the Lord's. And at the same time, when we live such a life, it's only when we live such a life that we are, we have found happiness, real happiness. Um, you know, one time Brother Lee even said, you know, let me tell a little story. In 1983 or four, maybe 84, Brother Lee came to Irvine. He only came to Irvine once. Do you know that? Once ever, Brother Lee, even though it's so close to Anaheim. And he came 
uh, not long after we finished building Hall 1. I wasn't here. I wasn't even here, but I helped with with the layout and things of the Hall 1, Hall 1. And, and he held a Chinese-speaking conference in Hall 1. So many, many things from all over Southern California came. And in that, I cannot forget, in that little one-night one night meeting, um, he said, um, the, church, the church life is the highest form of human entertainment. In those words, in Chinese, the the uh, the Chinese you know the word entertainment, huh? You love, you love. Okay, the church is the church life is the highest form of entertainment. I never heard such a thing, but but that word got into me, and I thought much much about it, and I said, yes, this is so true. Everyone needs entertainment. Right, you need entertainment. I need entertainment, but there's no higher and and more uh, clean uh, entertainment like the church life. Now, suddenly, I don't see the church life as a burden anymore. You know, as some kind of crushing burden or duty or you know obligation. My, this is entertainment. Um, uh, uh, it brings happiness to me. It brings joy to me. Um, uh, it's uh, it's recreational, you know. It's uh, it's it's it makes me happy. Then I look at my my life. You know, I'm now 55 years exactly from the time that I came into the recovery in Los Angeles. 55 years. That's a long time. I look back. Okay, I look back. My goodness, if I didn't have the church life, I wouldn't be where I am today in this sense that I won't be this happy. Okay. Now you say, is every day a happy day? Under rebellions and turmoils and, and all kinds of stuff. Yes, yes, those things happen. But all in all, um, uh, bottom line, I tell you, I, I I don't know where I would be without these 55 years in this dear, wonderful church life, you know, this church life. So uh, what I'm saying is this, oh, I better close. Um, the This life that I'm talking about tonight is the life that is fit for the church life. Is the life that is fit for the church life. We need, brothers and sisters, to what? To arrange, to create, to, to, to build up. You know, some of you just got married, right? You need to aim to build up such a life with you and your spouse. Uh, those who are start having families and so on. You, everything we do in our human life should have a view, a view. Right, that this kind of life we live would be good for the church life, which is God's purpose. So tonight, uh, I, I stop here. I didn't talk about do this and do that and do this and do that. Tonight, I just talk about the life that 
we should build up. It should be this kind of a happy life. Um, to please the Lord and to work out something for his satisfaction. Um, I stop here.